Okay, looks good now. Welcome everyone. This is Dr. Morse and Dr. Patel for the premiere of 2019, the Fantasy Doctors podcast. We are very excited uh, about this season. This is going to be a huge season for both us, fantasy football, all the best ballers, uh, and the fantasy doctors in general. Uh, replacing Dr. Parekh this year, who is still part of our team, but doing a lot of other stuff, uh, is, is Dr. Patel. And uh, he is going to uh, be a, a strong, uh, beautiful component to this team. And we're going to start off strong with a lot of uh, uh, big name injuries to start. This is the end of, of preseason week three, and we will uh, be really uh, hitting it hard within the next 10 days uh, before the week one kicks off. So we'll try to get another one, uh, one to two podcasts out before uh, week one uh, as we get closer. But this is really peak draft season. So that's why we wanted to uh, kind of start now. Uh, my injury list is growing. It's over 115 players right now, including defensive guys, uh, backup guys, and stuff like that. But I didn't want to talk about that many. Uh, I thought that was a little crazy. So uh, I narrowed it down to a good 15 or 20 who are actually guys you're going to draft, guys who are you're going to affect. It's going to affect your draft, uh, and and kind of give you two, uh, you know, sports medicine and orthopedic uh, physician perspectives about why. Uh, these guys uh, are injury uh, are injured. What their injury is, and and really how to uh, approach them. Is this a serious injury? Are they coming back in a week, or is it more four weeks? Is this an injury that's you know gonna potentially linger? Uh, is this nothing, uh, not a big deal at all, uh, and and that type of stuff. So uh, thank you for joining us today, um, and uh, we're gonna start it off with quarterbacks because unfortunately they are the most uh, important position, and we have. Uh, three big name guys to start off with. The first one is Andrew Luck, uh, as uh, most people would probably expect. Uh, we know that Andrew Luck is dealing with a calf injury that started in April or May. Uh, initially, it was ruled as a is a calf strain, uh, which usually takes anywhere from three to six, seven weeks to resolve, depending on the severity. Uh, as we know, that kind of resolved or, or got better, but then a new thing started where they described it more so as a uh, a piece of bone uh, and, and it's been really vague about exactly what's going on. Uh, we have a tendency not really to trust the Colts management uh, and, 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 and owner and whatnot because of what happened to him a couple of years ago with his shoulder. Um, uh, Amir, what, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, and Andrew Luck uh, in 2019? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the issue with Andrew Luck's not if he's good or not. He's amazing when he's on the field, but the issue's for him staying healthy. We saw this back with his shoulder a couple of years ago, and it's still the same thing. Is he going to play? Is he not? Um, you know, he's dealing with a calf problem, which is a little bit worrisome to me. These tend to linger on, and when you have these soft tissue injuries into the preseason, it, they could kind of cause some issues down the line, especially with his mobility. They're calling it a tendonitis, and it's a bone called the ostrigonum, which is an extra bone in the, the foot that sometimes can get inflamed. Once again, this all sounds kind of unclear, and Jim Mercy and the whole staff are never very clear about what's going on. So I'd say he's definitely, you know, for most people, he's a top three, four quarterback when he's healthy, if not top two. Yeah. But I think people are bumping him down, you know, probably into the – eight seventh eighth range for quarterback six seven just if he's going to miss three four games then 
he may not be worth the early draft capital for that. Yeah, so here's the issue I have with with uh, with luck and drafting luck this year. I'm a big drafter. I, I've done a ton of best balls already. I have a ton of uh, both free uh, expert and money leagues coming up over the next 10 days. Uh, but as of right now, we really don't have a good handle on this injury. Uh, we've done some kind of deductive reasoning and said, all right, well, it's not this. It's not this. We know he's doing this. We can do this. We've seen video. And, and our running current diagnosis is what we call a, a calcific tendonitis of the Achilles tendon. I mean, it could be similar to that. It could be that. The problem is we really, without examining him or seeing any specific imaging, it's really hard to see mm. exactly what's going on. Uh, what does that entail? That is basically calcium that's built up inside of the Achilles tendon, which has a tendency to kind of wear it down and, and make it weaker. If this uh, if this tendon is really inflamed, then uh, it's really hard for him to move both laterally and uh, horizontally, uh, you know, forward, backward, uh, would, you know, miss a would be uh, sacker or, and really step into the throws. <laughs> Uh, move out of the way, uh, kind of mm-hmm. scuttle, uh, scuffle a little bit if he needs to make a first down or whatnot. Uh, the issue I have with him is that uh, initially you're going to have to spend a top three quarterback uh, capital to get him. You know, he was kind of running, uh, you know, after um, Mahomes and Watson, he was kind of going three, four. Um, I personally think he's going to be out week one. They have already announced that Jacoby Brissett is not playing in week three preseason. So that there's a good chance that uh, if they're they're holding the second string back out, that may mean that he actually is probably starting week one, which is typically what they will do, especially with a thin bench. Um, and I mean, we don't know. This could be a couple week injury. This could be a significant injury if he, he further injures this this Achilles. So um, a lot of unknowns. Maybe we'll get some more clarity over the next week. But for for uh, all intents and purposes, I would avoid drafting Andrew Luck this week. Let someone else um, worry about him. And, and, and kind of the, the, the quarterback is so deep this year uh, that you can easily grab someone like Matt Ryan or or even Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, even Philip Rivers or Big Ben, and they will be su- semi-sufficient at at a later draft capital, and you have much less risk. So uh, we'll Absolutely. leave it at that. And also, you got to think about. It. I mean, he was going in the sixth round before that fifth, sixth round. People going around his range: Tyler Boyd, James White, Latavius Murray. Those are pretty good value picks. And also, what do you think? Do you think this hurts T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack? Marlon Mack is going late. You know, third round. T.Y. Hilton's going late second, early third. I probably would bump them down a little bit. They just don't want him out of the offense is a totally different animal. Yeah. So I agree completely. Uh, I have downgraded all of my Colts. Uh, I think the only one I haven't downgraded is Ebron. And people think he's fluky, so you can kind of steal him if if Mm -hmm. you think he wasn't fluky. Uh, I don't really know what to make of Doyle. It sounds like he's playing, but he hasn't really been able to stay healthy. He's had hip. He's... He's torn, lacerated a kidney. Uh, I'm, I'm down on Mac this year. Initially, I was really high on him. But in the preseason, they started pulling him for um, in third downs. Uh, if you look at the data from last year, uh, and, um, and when Andrew Luck and the Colts were ahead, uh, that's when um, Marlon Mack really shined. When they mm-hmm. were behind, he really struggled. And they didn't give him rock much. We know he's going to lose carries or at least receptions to Heinz. 
So not shaping up to be a three down back and where you have to draft him, I will take someone around him instead. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, I still think it has wide receiver one potential. If Jacoby Brissett is in there, if you analyze the numbers, which I have, he actually did pretty good um, considering he wasn't, uh, you know, a top 15 uh, wide receiver. But we don't know for certain that Andrew Luck is going to be completely out for the year. I agree with you. I mean, especially this year of all years, let someone else take their flyer and Andrew Luck, get me a quarterback late in the draft. It's so deep this year. The difference between the 7th and 20th uh, wider uh, quarterback is a matter of 15, 20 points now. So it's not yeah, that. Exactly. It's know, like less than five makes points. No sense. Don't, don't, yeah. don't. It's not worth the risk. Um, all right. So um, next one, uh, that was obviously a big one. That's a big name. Um, they all won't be that long, I promise. Uh, Andrew, uh, Aaron Rodgers came out with some back tightness. We, he, we know he did not play last night, uh, as this is being recorded on Friday night. Um, he's be considered day-to-day, um, and I think he should be good for week one. Do you have any concerns with Andrew uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers' back? I don't. I mean, he hasn't, he's shown to be pretty durable, except for these big, you know, the clavicle fracture and some major yeah. injuries before. But he's a warrior. He doesn't go off the the um, field unless he needs to his mobility is a little less than it was before but he you know he wins the game with his arm I don't think it's yeah. gonna be too much an issue yeah I mean uh, I was reading an article that was pretty fascinating recently I want to say it was on 538 uh, and it, it basically discussed how Aaron Rodgers really struggles at certain parts of the field I believe it was center and left if you check it out it was fascinating it was basically the premise was is Aaron Rodgers still elite? And it was fascinating. Uh, and remember, this guy had a very significant injury last year, and we didn't find out that it was even a, a, a significant injury until the end of the year, until basically the offseason. He actually suffered a tibial plateau fracture, um, and he had an MCL, significant MCL sprain, which is that, that, that ligament that runs north to south on the inside of the knee, that usually when you get hit on the outside, the knee... Uh, it has a tendency to try to collapse and it sprains that ligament. Um, he probably was not at 100% at really any point in time in 2018, and he still put up respectable numbers. I love Adams this year. I think he's a legit candidate for 15 to 20 touchdowns, especially if he's going to play the slot more. Uh, I think MVS um, and uh, Allison both have potential. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really like Aaron Jones this year. So they have a potential to be, you know, have a, have a, a very solid team. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. I will, I'm personally not reaching for Rodgers this year again, because of how deep quarterback is. But if you're stacking, um, I think this is a, a no brainer. Um, try to get that stack and, and, and move on. It's not overly expensive and it definitely could pan out. What are your thoughts on Cam's injury from last night? Did you happen to catch it? I happen to catch, I, it's hard to get a good view of what exactly happened. It looked like it was mostly from non-contact where he rolled it. Mm-hmm. Um, the original thought was it could be something severe because he was in a walking boot at the end of the game and immediately left. I think it's, they called it a midfoot sprain, which is there's very strong ligaments in the middle of the foot, so not the front, not the back. And these are really important for pivoting and also for really um, running and really catching the break. So important for him. He's day-to-day right now. They think he should be ready for the first week, although, you know, we got to see what happens. Yeah. Um, this just adds a little more of a red flag for me. I mean, he was coming off of off-season shoulder problems. He looked, they said he looked pretty good in training camp, but 
the end of last year, his zip was gone, which is yep. why Christian McCaffrey is being fed so much. Yep. Um, he's a mobile quarterback. I mean, that's where the value for him comes, not from his arm. He did yep. have a pretty efficient uh, season last year, considering, at, except for the end of the year, he was doing great. But I want to say he was kind of my target for kind of a mid-round quarterback if I want to go that way. I'm a little more worried about it this year, and I'll let someone else take their chances. I'd rather wait and get someone like Lamar Jackson, who's mobile, um, you know, someone else who has a little more upside. No, I agree. I mean, I personally, uh, I, I saw the injury. A, a couple of people tweeted at me with the picture of likely where it happened. He, he had a, a mild downward force on his foot, no contact at the time. He uh, was, you know, uncomfortable. He, they were evaluating his midfoot, um, uh, and then they basically ruled him out for the rest of the game. Uh, X-rays were negative. He, uh, mind you, this was in New England, um, and he uh, was placed in a walking boot. We saw that he was not favoring his gait. He had a full normal, you know, stride cadence. Um, he did not appear to be. Uh, he he didn't have any crutches or anything like that. The, the reason, one of the reasons why they probably put him in uh, a boot and did not have him in crutches is, A, it wasn't overly concerning, and uh, which means it likely was not a Liz Frank injury just from that point in time. And the, and the second part is that uh, you're going to have a lot of swelling between when the inju- initial injury happens and by the time you land back in Carolina. You have flying. Um, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things. So in order to kind of keep that swelling to a minimum— they, they put the boot on him. My, my kind of mental thought is uh, come midweek four, preseason week four, if he is out of the walking boot, he will play in week one. If he's still in that walking boot, um, I'm concerned, and I and there's a chance he may not play in week one. Well, here's not, a question. If you're right. drafting today, basically if a lot of people are drafting today, tomorrow, this weekend, would you take him at his ADP, you know, probably going somewhere seventh, eighth round, or what do you wait? I mean, there's so much, it could go either way. I think he'll be okay, but you know, yeah. how do you view that? For so that's a good question. I personally am not targeting Newton this year. I think um, I, I like his, his staff, his core, but I, I'm not personally grabbing him. Uh, I'm targeting uh, guys like Matt Ryan. Um, I am targeting Lamar Jackson. Um, I am targeting uh, other guys in that range who I think will give me similar points, who have higher upside, and who have uh, either in less capital. You don't have to spend as much on them or reach for them. Um, I, I'm big. I'm really big on DJ Moore this year. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is a stud and should be a top two or three pick, depending on whether or not Zeke signs. Um, I really like Curtis Samuel. Um, I really I don't know what to make with Olsen if he can stay healthy enough, but um, I'm not concerned about Cam's shoulder. He uh, he had a surgical repair on his rotator cuff in the offseason, and then he changed his throwing motion so that he uh, was able to utilize a different set uh, kind of different parts of the muscle fiber uh, in some of his deep throws. We've seen him make some deep throws in, in practice in preseason, um, and and he was able to do those. So I'm not overly concerned. If he misses a couple games with his foot, I think he'll be okay. I don't, I don't expect him to, but I think he got lucky here. Uh, this could have been really bad. This could have been, you know, two, three, four months, but uh, he got lucky. 
Um, and I think he'll probably, uh, there's a, probably about a 75% chance he'll play in week one. Uh, hopefully he does not suffer a re-injury. We'll revisit this topic next week. Uh, I, I'm not overly concerned about it at, really at all. All right. So uh, next. let's move on to uh, Derek Henry, another calf. What are your thoughts on Henry? You know, Henry is a phenomenal athlete. Coming out of college, he was touted. He's in the wrong system for what, <laughs> you know, what we want. And we see it every year. He broke out like crazy the last couple of games, won a lot of people, their fantasy football finals. So he's, his draft value is always, I think, artificially high. He has a calf strain. From what I read, he's uh, day-to-day right now. I think he'll be fine. I mean, he's had soft tissue problems for a long time. I personally am not targeting him in any draft. He's on my do not draft list the last two, three years. I just don't buy it. If he was in a different system, maybe. Um, plus, he has a time show with Deion Lewis, who has all the receiving work. So for someone yeah. you're drafting, potentially third round, you want them to be the only bell cow, or you want them to have you know, pass-catching ability, and he doesn't really fit that mold. And plus, yeah. he's on a horrible offense, which I think is going to even get worse next year uh, with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, so I agree with you. Uh, this calf concerns me a little bit. Uh, he... Uh, just came back. He, he he got back on the field a couple of days ago. I mean, there's no question he's a physical specimen. I mean, you see him next to Deion Lewis, it looks like he's standing next to a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. If Crazy. you see him next to Damian Harris, who we'll talk about in a minute, he's, Damian Harris looks little. And Damian Harris is like 6'1", 200, 220, like, to give you an idea of how physically big uh, Derrick Henry is. So I love Derrick Henry's potential workload. He's probably going to get between 200 and 250 touches or, you know, rushes this year. Remember his, you know, uh, head coach who loved running the ball ninth and running last year is now the Green Bay Packers head coach. So it remains to be seen exactly how much he's going to be used. We know he doesn't really catch any passes with uh, the aforementioned Deion Lewis. So you lose a lot of your PPR points. If he can be that crazy beast mode kind of running back like he was late last season when he really uh, went from, you know, uh, in PPRs from like probably the 40s range um, down to, uh, you know, he ended up being 16th. um, That was really when it happened. But I don't know uh, if that's repeatable this year. Um, You know, he did have the third most uh, rushing touchdowns um, inside the five if he can give me 20 carries a game, 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns, I think he's a, 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 a just you know in that fifth tier, uh, in my opinion, right after Fournette, uh, which is its own kind of craziness, and around, around uh, Josh Jacobs area. Um, the uh, that's where I have him right now, um, and my rankings are a little uh, crazier than than most people's. You can check those out if you're one of our Patreon subscribers, and I will link that at the bottom. So as a, as a quick shout-out, um, for our Patreon uh, page, we decided to do something a little different this year. We want to provide higher-level content, and people are willing, you know, some of the people want analysis of their uh, lineups every week. Some people want, uh, you know, specific videos, or can I start this guy versus that guy, or uh, breakdown of our, our draft guide and, and, and that type of stuff. So I went uh, I went ahead and, and created a Patreon page, and for as little as maybe one and a half Starbucks coffees, uh, you can get um, a, a lot of value. Uh, you know that may be one buy-in for a DraftKings lineup. You know, 
So uh, check it out. Um, if if you don't like it, then just cancel. But I mean, uh, I think you'll be really happy with the product. We have videos every day. We have rankings. We have uh, we'll have live streams. We'll have these videos available. Definitely worth the checkout. Um, moving on to Damian Harris. Uh, just because we mentioned him, and we'll go back to some of the other ones. It was reported that he had a hand or wrist injury. I believe he played last night. I, I am a crazy uh, Patriots fan, but it wasn't on here. Uh, he reportedly left the game with a potential injury, but uh, the beat reporter said it wasn't a big deal. Um, any concerns with hand? This is your area of specialty as it is. Any concerns with him? You know, they're, they've been very vague about his injury. I've tried to look for any details, and they haven't really said anything. Um, for all the reports, they're just taking precautions. It's the preseason. No need to injure someone who already has minor bump or bruise. So what this most likely is could be uh, just pain around a ligament. I'm sure the x-rays and studies were all negative, so there's not really a concern of some severe injury like you may have seen with uh, Derek, uh, David Johnson a couple uh, years ago where he ruptured a ligament that kept him out of season or Philip Lindsay where he broke a bone. So I'm not really too concerned about his injury. Um, I think they're just taking precaution for him. I think he's someone that could sneakily work his way into the rotation. Um, all the, you know, for how good New England is, they run the ball like crazy. Oh, yeah. And between Sony Michelle and uh, Sonny Michelle getting the bulk of carries, James White's almost like a just a wide receiver playing as running back. And I think if Sony Michelle goes down or has his knee flare up, Damian Harris could get significant playing time. Agreed. So he's a sneaky pick at the end of the draft that probably worth rostering um, if you have Sony Michelle or want someone who could have standalone value down the line. Yeah, I mean, I think Damian Harris, I'm not concerned about this injury at all. Uh, yeah. There's a reason why the Patriots, they don't waste any draft picks. So everybody that they draft early or semi-early, you know, first three, four rounds, they are high on them. They will, they will reach for them. Um, and they really like this kid. We saw what he could do last week in the preseason. He's got good hands. He can actually move. Um, mm -hmm. So I like his talent. Uh, if you look at the Patriots, it frustrates the heck out of you uh, knowing who to start each week. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the year, most of them are going to have significant touches and significant uh, potential. Uh, so Rex Burkhead is, is kind of the, the odd man out right now, uh, but he will still be there because they need the running back depth. There's some chances that Damian Harris may, uh, you know, be, uh, you know, not cut, but just not started each week. Uh, but in Sony Michelle has the lead carries, but uh, Damian Harris will get his, they will keep Sony Michelle strong and fresh. Mm -hmm. With his MC, uh, with his uh, meniscal issues in the past, uh, the, the Patriots are, are one of the top, you know, five or six teams with rushing attempts. They always have a ton of touchdowns, um, and and they love to run the ball. This is going to mm -hmm. be their new power back. So if he's available late, don't just stop thinking about it and draft him. I mean, just yeah. put him on the bench and wait for him to get his mm -hmm. his time. So not overly concerning. Um, I heard something Rex Burkhardt said the other day that. I mean, Damian Harris is the real deal, and he's competing for the same spot on the roster as he is. So, yeah, um, I mean, you can you appreciate talent when you see it, yeah. you know, even if it's your position and you're competing with him. Um, let's move on to, to Jarek McKinnon. So, as we know, McKinnon was supposed to start off last year for Kansas or uh, San Francisco, um, and then all of a sudden he tears his ACL. Mm -hmm. 
everybody's excited about him again this year with Shanahan running the show in San Francisco. He loves his running backs. Um, you know, he's going to form that potential uh, kind of backfield with Breida and Coleman um, with Jimmy G back. And then all of a sudden we find out that McKinnon's knee is not doing well. They activated him off uh, the pup list. He practiced in one practice. His knee flared up. It did not cooperate. It sounds like he got either PRP or stem cell, which is essentially the same thing, just different uh, places where you're getting the, the cells from. And he just isn't ready. He's not ready. So the problem is they can't put him back on PUP because they activated him. So they basically have two options. Uh, keep him on the roster and, and don't play him and, and keep up the spot. Or put him on IR and they lose him for, I, I think it's uh, seven or eight games. I don't know the exact uh, length. But either way, it's concerning. And I think this is basically a two-headed backfield. Uh, would you consider drafting McKinnon at all in any league? I would not. I mean, you've been ad nauseum about this. Like running backs who come back from ACL need one year basically to recover. The you know the second year back is usually considered their unless you're Adrian Peterson is considered yeah. your um, real first year back. Yeah. So yeah. he is off my list. He's proven to be fragile. He's getting his ADPs drop like crazy. So I'm not really sure where he's being drafted now. Pretty yeah. late. I mean, but he's worried now. Last night. Yeah. In the best ball I did, I think it was last night or earlier today, he was in like the 16th or 17th round, and and, and it's 18 rounds. So, like, yeah. to give you an idea of how late it is. So, uh, I, I, full fade for me. I don't trust him. Um, I love Brita. I love Coleman, but I really love Brita, especially where he's going. Uh, I, I, I wrote up Brita in the draft guide. If you haven't checked out that, his profile is, is, is pretty pronounced. He has the talent. He could easily take over. Uh, he 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 was a little banged up last year, played through some injuries he shouldn't have, but he still ran over five yards per carry, which is elite level. Um, so uh, Brita is my guy in the backfield. I do like Coleman, but I'm just a little higher on Brita, and I have been kind of reaching for him when I need to. Um, let's kind of move on to the. Uh, there's. We'll briefly talk about Aaron Jones, uh, and then and then we'll we'll, we'll discuss uh, Kenyon Drake, who's kind of been fallen out of favor for, for the last week or so. Aaron Jones had a hamstring injury. Uh, he returned to the field. Uh, he did not play in last night's game. Uh, a little, not really surprising, a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts? Are you concerned about him this year? Are you concerned about it flaring up again? And, and, and where do you kind of have him in your rankings? Or, or you, where do you think he could end up at the end of the year? Yeah, so Aaron Jones is that guy that has been – perpetually underutilized and that's what we always said in Mike McCarthy's offense and the, when he was out on the field last year he was an absolute monster until he went down so I love Aaron Jones I'm targeting him on all my drafts I think you can get him probably somewhere at the late third fourth round um, I'm a little concerned about his injury but um, if you could stay on the field he'd you know, this is the year that Aaron Rodgers really has a chance to make some noise. Last year yep. was hard. Year before was hard. So I, I'm targeting him. I like him. I'm not too concerned. I think there's always a question mark. But in that round, you're with Leonard Fournette right before. You're with him. You're with Derrick Henry. There's, I think a lot of those backs have injury history. Sony Michelle's yep. a after that. So I think there's risk involved there. And, but I'm willing to take a flyer on him. I'm not overly concerned, but he still has a history. So I wouldn't be. I wouldn't criticize someone for backing away from him. So, so uh, in my rankings, these two guys are, are close. So that's why I'm going to present this question. In yeah. ADP, 
um, one guy is going a little higher than the other. So it's really not a fair question. But uh, in drafts, it will probably be a fair question. Who would you rather have in 2019 for PPR League? Carry on Johnson or Aaron Jones? I take Aaron uh, Aaron Jones. Carry on Johnson, I was really high on. I had him last year and he played pretty well down the stretch. But the, the Lions are terrible. He gets written out of the play script really quickly when they're down. They're going to yep. be down a lot. I don't, Matt Stafford is not a good quarterback. He, we all thought he was great when he had Calvin Johnson. As soon as he leaves, he's average. I think he was like 24th quarterback last year. It's awful. Yeah. So I am down on Karrion Johnson. I would much rather wait the turn and have Aaron Jones, who's going a little later, I think, in most drafts, maybe by a couple picks. But I would rather grab Aaron Jones. He has, he has a much higher ceiling, I think. I agree. I mean, I'm not overly concerned about Aaron Jones's hamstring as long as he doesn't have any issues with it over the next couple of weeks. If he makes it through, say, week two without any injuries, he is home free. Between now and then, I'm still cautiously optimistic. With each day of no re-injury, um, his, his chances of having a, a re-flare is, is less likely. These guys always uh, have a tendency to have much higher risks for, uh, you know, hamstring injuries early in the year um, mm-hmm. because they're just ramping it up from the offseason. And I've talked about this in several different places that I've spoken. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I'd rather a good running back on a good team that's going to run out the clock or have a, a yeah. good uh, rather than play from behind and they get phased out of the script unless they're, you know, someone like Zeke who, uh, you know, catches the ball or, or Saquon. Um, but, but, but I think that um, carry on. Uh, it, it, while he looked really good in his uh, in his year last year, and he finished tenth, uh, or sorry, thirty uh, fourth, uh, he he only played ten games. Um, they they were pulling him off in third downs uh, for C.J. Anderson, so that concerns me. I'm not a big fan of the, the Lions' offense, so I'm, I'm just I have him in my top fifteen only because of his potential workload. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't feel comfortable about drafting him. Yeah, you know, I'm right there with you. But uh, so let's move on uh, to to the last running back for for tonight. Anyway, is Kenyon Drake. So Kenyon Drake suffered a, what we think is a foot injury. It could be an ankle. Uh, we literally I don't I have not heard any details. Um, we we know that he had the I, I want to say the boot was removed yesterday or today. I don't remember mm-hmm. when I read that. Um, what are your thoughts on him? Like, what do you do with this guy? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was all. He had the ideal situation. Adam Gacy's out of town. We all think that they were going to give him the rock and work Kellen Balazs in. And I think Ken Drake's a better athlete, better runner. And this was his year. Um, this foot thing happened, and he probably lost some ground. He got out of the boot yesterday, mm. I saw. So they're expecting him to hopefully figure out when to work him in. The original thought was he's going to miss the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty – I think – Kenyon Drake's still a little bit ahead of Kellen Balazs, but I think he got a lot closer. Um, I personally would, you know, if his ADP fell a few rounds, I'd probably take him there, um, you know, maybe in the 10th or so, 11th, if he falls that far. I'd probably wait for Kellen Balazs if his ADP doesn't jump too high. Um, just to give a, you know, just be if, Kellen, if um, Drake does go down later in the year, at least you have a good backup who, will get significant playing time for the first few weeks is what the prediction is. So so he, uh, here's my thoughts with Drake. So I, as most some people know, some people don't, I'm like two hours north of Miami. 
Um, I'm, I'm just north of West Palm Beach. So um, I get a lot of the local buzz. I can go to the games. I choose not to because I'm a Patriots fan. Um, the Dolphins are going to be pretty bad this year. Okay. Sure. Um, unless Fitzmagic like, just goes bananas. Rosen has potential. Preston Williams may surprise. Kenyon Drake is the better back. If you watched last night's game, but because I again I live close, I had to, the game was available for me. Um, Balaj cannot create his own space. If he yeah. has a wide open hole, he's gone or he's doing really well. But he has no ability to create space for himself. So he's going to go down really fast if 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 there's no open lanes. I'm not a big fan of their O line. Um, we don't know what's going on with the quarterback play. We don't even know who's starting in week one. Um, Kenyon Drake has this ankle foot injury that probably going to hold him out a couple weeks. We really don't even know what it is. Pathetic. Uh, potentially it could be an ankle sprain. It could be a midfoot sprain like, um, Cam had, uh, had last night. Uh, there's so many possibilities. So I am staying away from this backfield uh, only mm. because I don't know which way it's going to turn. And there's so many other guys that I like that that I'd rather waste to pick on if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick. Um, give me Darwin Thompson. Give me give me uh, Devin Singletary from from my alma mater. You know, give me Pollard until Zeke uh, decides to sign that contract. Uh, you know, there's there's so many. Give me Justice Hill. I will take any of these guys with the upside over. Uh, either Kenyon Drake, because I just don't know what to do with these guys. If they're down 20 or, 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 or whatnot, are they going to, are they going to run the ball? Are they going to try to dump off passes? Maybe. Well, here, here are the people he's going ahead of right now. Rashad Penny, Josh Gordon, you know, Pettis, Royce Freeman, Marvin Jones. I would not waste nope. to pick on Kenyon nope. Drake. I'd wait, maybe grab Belage, probably avoid that also and grab someone else with higher upside. Exactly. Yeah, agree 100%. All right. So that does it for our running backs. Uh, we're, you know, we're trying not to make this an hour and a half podcast, but the problem is if you guys want to hear the analysis, if you, if you just want a yes or no, we can do that, but that's not very fun. You want to hear why you should draft this guy, why you should sit him, why you should not draft this guy, who you should pick instead of him. That takes time. So uh, while this one may be a little longer, we will you know, continue to get better and trim the list as, as some of these guys either fall off the list or we have a clearer explanation uh, you know, exactly uh, whether or not they're going to start. This is still draft season, so we're going to try to help you guys out with as much analysis as we can that's realistic. So a couple big name wide receivers are banged up. Mike Evans came up with a, a what they called a quad contusion or strain. Then I heard maybe it's a groin. What are your thoughts? You know, I think it, he'll be fine. I mean, it, he's had injuries in the past that kind of lingered into the preseason. He's been okay during the season. He still has a target share. He's the main guy in Tampa. Jameis Winston loves him. Um, I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll be on the field. I think it's just kind of more of a formality now. Yeah, I think I mean, his target share is going to drop a little bit. I mean, Chris Godwin's really blowing up the scene. Good reports about O.J. Howard. But yep. they just lost the running game. Ronald Jones is injured. Yep. They're not leaning on as much. So he has good upside, although I don't think his target share is going to be as dominant as it's been in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, – so, so let's put it this way. There's only about six or seven wide receivers that I would take in the first two rounds. Mm -hmm. Evans is on that list. Yeah. Um, that list uh, does not include, uh, you know, I, I'm avoiding 
guys like Antonio Brown, uh, Amari Cooper. Um, I just, uh, you know, I'd prefer not to pick someone like Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, I will pick Hilton, but I'd probably, I'd, I'd pick Evans over Hilton. Uh, I love Edelman cause you know, he's a target share monster and, and, and a PPR guy, but I'd rather have Evans. We, he has, he's the clear cut number one. He's a physical specimen. Am I concerned about his, you know, quad, uh, slash, uh, groin eh, a little bit. Uh, I think he'll be fine in a couple weeks as long as they're smart about it. I know the medical staff there because I did my fellowship in that area. Um, I'm not concerned uh, about him. Uh, he, him and Godwin along with with uh, Howard could be a monster trio this year mm. uh, if everything goes is like I th- think it's going to go. Um, so draft, uh, ideally, uh, if, if this is your uh, second round pick, which is it shouldn't be your first, it should be your second round pick, you either have a stud running back or a stud, uh, another stud or, or, or wide receiver ahead of him. And I think that that's very realistic. I think that's a good spot for him. Don't be really concerned about this uh, th- this minor injury. Draft with confidence. Yeah, if he if you can, he's at the end of the kind of the end of the top tier, kind of right where he belongs around yeah. Juju and Antonio Brown. I think that's pretty good for him. I would keep him there. Yeah. Sure. Briefly, well, let's uh, let's let's mention uh, a hit pointer for Odell. Um, what are your thoughts on Odell with uh, Cannon Arm uh, uh, Baker throwing to him this year? I personally think, and I think a lot of people think the same way, he has by far the highest upside. He is a monster when he's on the field. He's been considered probably when he's on the best wide receiver in the last 10 years coming out of when he's on the field, though. You know, his production cap is phenomenal. So, I'm not too worried about it. He has a running list of injuries. He's one of those guys that when, if you can get, you know, you can't expect him to be out there for all 16 games. If he gives you 14 solid games and maybe he's out one or two, it's just something that's part of being Odell Beckham and part of owning him. But I think he's someone I would confidently draft, you know, beginning of the second round. If I'm at the, the swing on the snake draft, I would not shy away from him and some I would draft him as high as the end of the first, for sure. Yeah, I love Odell. If there is a prop bet for Odell leading the league in in um, yards, receiving yards, mm-hmm. I may take that bet. Yeah. Uh, this offense could be scary this year. I mean, yeah. maybe not like Chiefs scary, but, but they may be pretty sneaky. I mean, they have a very, really good running game. They have him. They have um, Landry. They have Njoku. They have uh, uh, what's his name Higgins. Um, they have a lot of pieces. Baker uh, is is a stud. We know that. Um, so I love Odell this year. If I would not be surprised if he went something crazy uh, and, and 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 basically like ended up having I don't know. Um, I wrote it down. Let me see it. Twenty to thirty percent target share. 140 targets, 10 touchdowns, and, and plays about 14 games, like you mentioned. I will happily take that if it's at the end of my first round or early second round pick. I think he finishes in the top three um, wide receivers uh, in, 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 in PPR leagues. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Adams are really the only ones that I can justify putting higher than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really like Odell this year. So really not concerned about this hip pointer. Don't even worry about it. It's just a bruise on the top of his hip. If it scares people off, even better, you get him. Don't worry about it. Uh, draft with confidence. Rock and roll with Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Kiki Kute, uh, what's going on with this kid? You know, he was that preseason hyped-up guy. He was going to be the new favorite target outside of DeAndre Hopkins. And then a couple weeks ago, we get he's sidelined with an ankle injury. We're not sure. It wasn't broken, sprained, his knees flaring up. I think he'll be okay. All the indications say he should be okay for the beginning of the season. Um, I his ADP's fallen like crazy. In the last oh couple yeah. Weeks. So Very I much. will snatch. Yeah, I will snatch him up anytime I can in a draft. He was going um, a little after Will Fuller, I think, even before a round. And initially, now, yeah, he's off the charts. I mean, he's probably going, you know, towards the end of the draft now for most people. I will for sure take him at that ADP, and hopefully, if he misses a game or two, it's fine. But he has the potential to really blow up. Will Fuller has never had more than three to four catches a game with Deshaun Watson. He's been he's the most more He can't stay healthy, man. He can't just... stay healthy. And, he, and Kiki Kuti's been in that ability to take a lot more of the target share. So he's I someone wrote up I his draft have. guide and wrote up his article. And I'm like, this kid is a beast. Uh, if he can stay healthy. So part of, uh, part of the reason why he fell is because uh, – a lot of his routes are probably going to be uh, absorbed or, you know, indirectly stolen by Duke, uh, Duke Johnson, who they, who they got from Cleveland. So I think part of that is it, but this offense is probably going to be a top five. Uh, I mean, you have arguably the number one wide receiver in, in Nuke. You have a very respectable two and three with Fuller um, and, uh, and Kute. Um, Duke is actually a very, very good runner. Uh, Lamar Miller is, you know, a uh, reliable number two slash flex. He's just, he is what he is. He always plays and he gives you what you need him. So, you know, um, and then, you know, Watson is a monster uh, and they have a sneaky tight end in Thomas. So it's like, they may have monster stacks written all over him. Kuti may, you know, if he stays healthy and doesn't have any hamstring injuries, he could easily blow up this year. Um, so please take him in the end of the draft uh, and, and just, you know, wait on him until he stays, gets healthy and, and until he uh, until he blows up. Uh, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on him. I picked him up on like the 14th round of the best ball yesterday. I was like, this is like stealing money. It was like when you were getting Tyreek in the 10th round. It was beautiful. Mm. Um, but uh, so let's move on to a, a minor injury, which um, we really don't know much about it at all again with Keenan Allen. I, have you heard anything besides ankle? That's all we know is ankle. No, I just heard ankle. Someone said possible high ankle, but not, they're really not saying much about it. Um, worries me a little bit just because he's getting a little older. He's had injury history in the past. Um, he's someone that typically was that top-tier wide receiver. I think he's probably at the beginning of the second tier now for me. Yeah. Um, Phil Rivers is still good. He targets him, but you know what's going on with the running game? Usually, when the running backs out, they kind of try to figure out ways to divide it. But then they have Austin Eckler to take some target share. I think he's still up there for me. I wouldn't mind having him, you know, at the beginning of third round if he's still there. I'd snatch him up. But to be like a wide receiver one, he's at the end of that. You know, beginning of beginning of the second tier for me, which is where he should be drafted. Yeah, so I struggle with Keenan Allen. He's one of those guys that you're like, yeah, you're not really high on, but he always ends up on the top like 10, 15. You're like, how the heck does this guy do it? Rivers just continues to have the weirdest throwing motion I've ever seen in my life. It's like he holds the ball and pushes it. 
Um, he's going to hit Eckler. He's going to hit uh, Mike Williams. He's going to love, I love me some Hunter Henry this year. Uh, they got, so they have a, a talented offense. They could be another top 10 offense or they, at least they should be. Um, Allen could easily go in the top, be a top 10 wide receiver. It's possible. Um, uh, the vagueness of this ankle injury concerns me a little bit, but for the most part, if he's available, uh, late second, early third, um, not a bad pick, not, not a bad pick. I, and I, I'd, I'd take him. Uh, I expect him to, to suit up week one, not <clears throat> concerned. Um, let's, uh, discuss the, the, the most drama filled player in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, not contract status, uh, included. And that is Antonio Brown. Uh, what's going on with his feet? <clears throat> Would you draft him? And where do you think he ends up the season? What, what, what number wide receiver in PPR? So I personally love Antonio Brown from, you know, from the days in Pittsburgh, he's been the most dominant wide receiver for the last what, like seven years since he was eight years since he came out constantly top one, two, three, and you can't beat his numbers, but he doesn't have Ben Roethlisberger. David Carr has proven to be, have a good MVP type season when he had Amari Cooper and, and Michael Crabtree. But you know, it's, I think he'll be on the field. He's not, he's a hard worker. He's not someone who's going to miss time. I think this helmet issue is going to resolve. I'm not worried about his feet. I think that's all blown over. He's back into practice now. The issue is that how good do you think they're going to be? And I think they'll be okay. I'm targeting, if I can get him at the end of the second round, I'd probably take him there. Um, he's not a first-round guy. He has someone who could potentially give you really good value for where you're getting him. He could end up as a top five wide receiver, but he could also face plan a little bit and not give you even a <laughs> second round value. So if I if I have like say I have like the first or second pick and he comes back to me on the swing that far, I definitely grab him there. Um, but if I have, I'm not getting him at the beginning of the second round. If I have like the eleventh pick, it's just not worth the risk. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean. Here's my conundrum with Brown. We know he's talented. There's no question. We saw what he's done the past three, four, five years. He is probably the clear-cut number one wide receiver. Nuke has been awesome. Um, OBJ has been banged up. Julio uh, is dominant, but he struggles with touchdowns, which is fluky in its own right. Thomas is kind of new to the game. Uh, Juju was, you know, playing second fiddle to Antonio. Um, Mike Evans is, you know, there, but never been really the, the, the top three wide receiver uh, overall. Brown has been that guy. Here's the problem. The Steelers were always good. They had a solid line. Big Ben throws the ball. He had the most throwing yards out of any quarterback last year. Look it up. It up there. So I just don't think Carr is going to throw the ball that much. I think crazy Gruden is going to run the ball like 8 million times. Um, and, and that's going to frustrate Antonio. Um, they have a decent tandem at, 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 at wide receiver between him and Tyrell. Um, you know, Waller may be okay at tight end, kind of replicate what, what Cook did last year. But, you know, I just – I don't really care about his feet. I'm not really worried. He'll be fine. Um, his helmet thing, I don't know what to make of that. Is he just trying to uh, sit out the rest of the preseason? Is he really adamant that he wants to only play with this one specific helmet because he can't see – um, I, I don't know. Uh, part of the concern is that I think the Raiders are going to be down a lot and, and they will probably throw to him a lot, but, uh, I don't know. I, he's dominating and he, he may go off or he may just completely implode and say, I'm retiring. Like 
there's two opposites ends of the mm-hmm. spectrum. And I don't know if I want to be part of him. I may grab a couple in best ball and then just be done with them. It's kind of like when Terrell Owens left Philly and came to the Cowboys. He had a good season. Then he bounced around to the, the Bills. Like, can't deny the talent, but someone who's drama-filled and new setting, new team, worst quarterback, it's just a recipe for uncertainty. And I'd rather not worry about it. I'd rather grab, you know, Tyree Kills is probably around there. He's going a little after Juju. I'd probably grab Mike Evans over him, just someone who's a little more consistent. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's 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 finish with uh, the last big name uh, uh, um, wide receiver, and that's AJ Green. We really haven't heard much about AJ Green in the past couple weeks. We know that he suffered an ankle injury in the opposite foot, opposite ankle that he had his offseason issues, and 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 last year when he had his 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 significant foot and toe issue that he had offseason surgery on, and then unfortunately, basically early in camp. He had that freak kind of weird injury. They said, eh, it's not a big deal. And then we found out, whoa, there's actually an avulsion fracture um, and he needs surgery. And the first couple weeks of the season are are potentially up in the air. I really like A.J. Green as a player. He is a wide receiver one when he's on the field. But my God, I don't know what to make of him this year with this (laughs) injury. I mean, you can get him as a value if he plays 12, 13 games. But if he misses six to ten games, like he's going to be a bust picket where he's going. So it's like, how how are you approaching him? Yeah, I mean, same thing. When he's on the field, I thought this year if he could stay healthy, his ADP was already of value. He was going second round. I was ready to scoop him up until this happened. And they give, you know, it's very unclear. They said it's a ligament injury. He had surgery, so probably arthroscopic surgery, but the timetable is pretty long also. So it keeps you concerned. He's going pretty late now. Um, you know, he's always been a first top two rounder. Now he's going at the fifth round. I think the value could be there, but if he's missing half the season, yeah, this is not worth it to me. He's going around Cooper Cup, Mike Williams. I'd rather grab one of, you know, both those guys instead. I'd rather grab Tyler Boyd later. He's yeah. going, you know, He's, I think, has gone up, but I'd rather grab him. He's going to be the main guy. That offense is banged up. They lost a bunch of offensive linemen. Um, yeah, Dalton's still pretty good, but I just, you know, I just can't trust the offense. And he's out. What he's not going to, he's going to have jitters when he gets back. He's not going to be the same for a while. So I'm avoiding him this year unless he significantly tanks in his ADP. But yeah. big names tend to kind of stack. Yeah. He, the problem is his name will resonate with the people that don't really follow or don't listen yeah. to this podcast and, and somebody will scoop him up, you know, so like, Oh yeah, he must be good this year. Um, I, I, I will, I will take a strong, a strong take that he misses at least five games this year. And at that mm-hmm. value, I, I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I want him to play all 16, but I, you know, I can't do that. It's just, I, I can't wish, what he, you know, he doesn't have a good foot to stand on. Literally, he has two feet that are being repaired, that were repaired, and now he's trying to come back from. So, uh, unless you get him at a steal, I'm just recommending avoid him and, and move on. Uh, my suspicion is he probably comes back by week three. I like Tyler Boyd, but you really need AJ Green in the field to to, to kind of take some of that pressure off. Uh, so uh, if he's not on the field, he may not be that one that you're looking for. He's still a wide receiver too, but you're starting to pay, you know, wide receiver, maybe not wide receiver one prices, but you know, along those lines. Do you bump uh, down Joe Mixon a little bit from this? 
yeah, I really like Joe Mixon this year. I think he's a stud, but I just I'm not a huge fan of their line. Bowling uh, retired or had a blood clot issue and he retired. Um, they their rookie uh, is done for the year. I really want them to be good or him to be really good. He's still in my top ten, to believe it or not. Um, but 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 I don't feel comfortable. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook than Joe Mixon, and I've I've always been left with that dilemma. And I've went Dalvin Cook every time. Um, let's do some rapid fire. Um, uh, most of these guys uh, are, are are subtly banged up, uh, and and most of them are coming back. Uh, we will talk about Amari Cooper at the end. Uh, DK Metcalf, he has a meniscal tear. He is expected to be out a couple weeks after arthros- arthroscopic knee surgery. Um, what uh, would you draft him, and uh, when do you expect him to be back? So when you have arthroscopic surgery, you're just kind of shaving out the meniscus. It doesn't seem like his timetable doesn't seem like they repaired anything. That's usually six weeks for most athletes. I've had it done myself, and I know that it takes a while even just to kind of feel comfortable doing normal stuff for the first couple weeks for an athlete that can flare up. I'm avoiding him this year. He was already going kind of late. He's slowly creeping up. He's immense talent. I yep. know the Russell Wilson just doesn't throw enough anymore. Um, I'm avoiding him. I, th- I think he's probably good for Dynasty if you can grab him late, but for this year, I'm not going to really take a flyer on him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I uh, I love his talent. I just, I don't really, the, the two wide receivers I want in this team are Tyler Lockett and Jaron mm-hmm. Brown. And, 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 and that that will come into our second uh, player. David Moore, their, their fourth wide receiver or third, however you want to look at it, is dealing with a shoulder injury that popped off today. It's very vague. They said mm-hmm. they're getting a second opinion. And when I hear that, I, I have a weird, just a weird sensation that he suffered a dislocated shoulder. Mm-hmm. He has some partial tearing of the labrum, maybe a little bank cart or something like that, uh, bruising and, and, and swelling and, and possible bony bank art for, for those who know medicine. Um, Basically, I'm concerned enough about him to avoid him. Um, and he, this is a guy that really, really deep in the draft. Uh, it reminds me of um, the Anthony Miller situation last year with the Bears. Um, and, and I just don't know if he's ever going to be comfortable, depending on exactly what we find out. Um, why I like Seattle's passing game this year is predominantly because their defense is so decimated. Uh, between suspensions, between guys injured, and between guys that left. Um, They're going to want to run the ball, but running the ball is going to be hard if you're down, you know, 14 to 21 points. Russell Wilson is going to be chalking the ball everywhere. Tyler Lockett is going to be a monster again this year with bigger volume. Jaron Brown is going to step in. Uh, Disley is coming back from a torn patellar tendon, and we'll see if he can do anything. I love Chris Carson this year, but it's value his price is getting too high for me mm. um and i do like to rashad penny if he can show anything so i do like their potential because of how potential bad their defenses will be that they may have to kind of play catch up a lot um uh, but with dk metcalf and david moore both potentially out for at least you know the first three to five weeks we're they're kind of telling you who the targets are going to go to mm. you know so th- that's gonna that's a good thing for 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 uh, dfs but uh, for, for for drafting, I would probably avoid these two guys altogether. Uh, Tyler Lockett is is, is is approaching wide receiver one territory, um, and I really uh, like uh, Jaron Brown as like a late 
last round pick or something. Jaron Brown's going undrafted in most leagues, and he's going yeah. maybe last round. So he's a good sneaky pick. David Moore was that pick for a while until he got injured. Yep. So yep. I'd probably take a flyer on Jaron Brown. I would not draft Matt Calfis here. Yeah. So Nikhil Harry, the Patriots stud wide receiver, uh, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's dealing with a turf toe injury. Uh, not only that, uh, they just got Josh Gordon back. Uh, we see that uh, Demarius Thomas is back. And he had basically the same time and same procedure as Emmanuel Sanders, who actually looks incredible. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know why. But maybe he's an exception. Uh, maybe this uh, new protocol for Achilles reconstruction is is amazing. Um, then you have Julian Edelman with his thumb injury, uh, but he's still there. Um, you know, and you have uh, you know a preseason stud uh, Jacoby Myers. There's a lot of a lot of passes to go around here. James White's still involved. Uh, Sony Michelle and, and Damian Harris. So I know they're going to, my Patriots are going to be good, but I'm completely fading Nikhil Harry, unless it's like a dynasty league. Um, any, any thoughts on, on Harry? Yeah. I mean, once again, just like you said, the Patriots know what they're doing when they, in the draft, uh, he has immense upside and he's too banged up this year. Um, Belichick doesn't have a habit of starring one wide receiver. They love the run game. They love James White. Sony Michelle's uh, catching the ball now a little more also from the reports. I would avoid him. There's enough There's enough volume to go around. Brady's not throwing as much. Edelman's there to, to grab the passes. Um, I just don't think he's going to see enough targets, especially, you know, it's kind of different. When you talk about rookie running backs, a couple break out every year. Rookie wide receivers is very unpredictable, unless Correct. you're Odell Beckham. Um, and even him, like, he took him a while. Halfway through the season, he broke out his rookie year. So I wouldn't really worry about it too much. Yeah. Um, Julian Edelman, since I mentioned him, uh, between him and Sterling Shepard, both suffered what, likely what sounds like uh, avulsion fractures of the thumb. You being an upper extremity guy, any concerns for either of these guys? No, not really. I mean, it's far enough away from the season uh, for the thumb. He didn't get surgery, so he should be good to go, you know, six weeks after the injury, even before that with the playing brace. Where he does operate is in the slot, so, he, you know, his volume's pretty high. Yeah. I think he'll be okay. I like, I love Julius Edelman in terms of a PPR league. You know, he grabs a lot of passes, but he is kind of old. He's getting up there. He's in yeah. his 30s. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd still draft him where he's going right now um, just because of the volume that he'll see. And I'm not really too concerned about his thumb. Yeah, I agree. Still think Shepard. Um, so here's the thing. Um, the Giants upgraded their line. Saquon is still a beast. Um, they got Golden Tate, even though he's suspended for a couple of games. So he's, he's going to be back and, and he's going to help out. Uh, Evan Engram is, is a top five to six tight end who's going to get looks. But Sterling Shepard has a, has a chance to get 100 targets this year. I'm not concerned about his thumb. Um, as long So if they try to stack the box for Saquon, they're just going to dump it off to Ingram or Shepard. If they mm-hmm. don't stack the box, Saquon's going to kill him. If they can get noodle-armed Eli out of there and start Daniel Jones, who's looked fantastic in the preseason— this team may surprise a little people, a couple people. You know, they also may go, you know, three and thirteen. Uh, so it remains to be seen. But 
you know, seventh, eighth, ninth round, maybe tenth round if you can sneak it, in a, especially in PPR leagues. I think you can do worse than Sterling Shepard. And Sterling Shepard, he he had a thumb injury. Um, I think it was a fracture, treated non-operably. All the reports as of this week saying that he looks as if he never had the injury. Mm-hmm. Target's got to go somewhere. I think Eli is not the best quarterback, which we know, but he he still throws quite a bit. And even yep. though he's not dumping them, you know, he's not the guy that's going to hit the deep play pass. But Sterling Shepard's perfect for him. And uh, he's proven in the past that he can work with Eli and Daniel Jones will need his blanket if he does come in. And I think he's a good where he's going is you don't see many guys who could potentially have the volume he does. So he's I think he's probably good um, grab at that level. I agree. Um, last uh, second to last guy before we talk about uh, uh, tight ends, Paris Campbell. So Paris Campbell, as we know, is a stud. Um, from the college problem is he's dealing with a pretty significant hamstring strain. I haven't heard anything of him returning. And if I did return, I missed it. Um, now add in some Andrew Luck issues. They still have, they added in Funches. Um, they still have T Y Hilton. They have two respectable tight ends. Um, is this somebody that you consider, you know, reaching for, or, or maybe not reaching, but grabbing at the end of your draft in, in a regular dynasty. Uh, you got the buzz early on. I, you know, I just don't buy it this early. They have two capable tight ends. They have T.Y. Hilton, um, Andrew Luggs banged up. They have – I lost you for a sec. You're good now. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I think we agree. Uh, not somebody, unless you're doing re- uh, a dynasty, that we would really reach for. Finally, let's touch on uh, Amari Cooper. So here's how I feel about Amari Cooper. We know how dominant he was when he came, when he joined Dak in Dallas. I really like Dallas this year's passing at- attack. They have Cooper, and we'll talk about his injury in a sec. They have Gallup, who have, may have a nice little breakout this year. They have um, Randall Cobb, who we kind of forgot about, and he may be sneaky this year. Um, they have, if Zeke decides to sign a contract, they got Pollard, who this kid could be special. If you saw him last week in any preseason games. Um, the, uh, the Amari Cooper injury is kind of funny. Uh, based on what they're telling us, initially they said, oh, it's uh, – plantar fascia irritation so plantar fasciitis basically and apparently he's had it chronically for the past couple of years and he's played through it anybody who ever had plantar fasciitis they know how miserable this is and if you haven't think of like walking on glass and that's basically what it feels like uh this is an awful awful injury um if uh they're also describing this as an intrinsic muscle irritation or injury strain uh, I talked to Celine about this, who is a foot and ankle specialist, um, and he said, what are they talking – I don't even know what that is. Like, that's not a real medical term unless they're just trying to describe something that they're improperly describing. So I don't know what to make of this. I really like Cooper. I really like his upside, but I've been avoiding him because of this vagueness uh, and because of, if this may linger, if he misses four to six games because this thing doesn't calm down – and, and with how 
unstate, uh, you know, not reliable he was last year. You know, he was up and down, up and down. When he was up, he was up, but when he was down, he was really down. What are you doing with Amari Cooper? I'm going to avoid the headache. All, I've had Amari Cooper in the past. You know, at the end of the season, his numbers look great, but he is a, the definition of boomer bust. You'll have you lay you an egg and then blow up the next game. Um, I already was a little down on him, despite him having good rapport with Dak Prescott. But especially this coming out, I'll I'll fade on him and go pick up someone else. He's going yeah. pretty high, also I think. In most yeah, he's still going in the top two rounds, really, towards the end of the second. But uh, I mean, uh, I agree. I, I I agree completely. I, I'm I don't think I've had him on any teams, and if I did, it was uh, kind of early on. Uh, he's a good, a potentially sneaky best ball pick if you can get mm-hmm. a good value for him, because you don't have to worry about when you're going to start him, uh, and he'll just kind of stu- go when he go. Uh, Jacob Degrom just hit a home run. That's interesting. Good old pitchers hitting home runs. Um, all right, let's finish out strong. We got four tight ends, um, two dealing with calf strains, um, and, and and one of our our notoriously listed um, tight ends. Let's start with uh, one of my favorites, the my number two tight end in George Kittle. He is apparently dealing with a calf strain. They called it calf tightness, which sometimes is just tightness, but usually it translates to calf strain. We know what has transpired with Derrick Henry, uh, with Andrew Luck. Uh, what are your thoughts on George Kittle this year? Are, does this scare you off at all? What's going on? It doesn't scare me off. Um, I think they haven't really described it as anything more than calf tightness, and they don't expect him to really miss too much time. You know, for the tight ends this year, I think Travis Kelsey sits on an island by himself in yep. terms of volume. George Kittle did something amazing last year. I think he has the potential to still be pretty good, especially with a better quarterback. And I don't yep. think he's going to lose a target share. He's going somewhere in the you know mid-late third round, which is, I think, pretty appropriate. I have him above Zach Ertz. I think Zach Ertz is going to fall a little bit back to earth, especially Agreed. with Sean Jeffrey back. So I, he's someone, I'm not really targeting tight ends outside of Kelsey if I can grab him at a good position. Um, but I think he's great third-round pick if you want to grab him there. So here, I've done enough. I've probably done about twenty drafts so far, either season long or redraft or best ball or whatever. So here's my thoughts on tight end this year. There's a clear cut number one, and that's and that's Kelsey. We know that, but he's going to cost you either a late first round pick or an early second round pick. You're not getting him after that. Period. Um, if unless we're talking about a tight end premium league like your Scott Fishbowls, those 1.5 PPRs for tight ends only type of thing. Um, I am waiting on tight end until that third tier, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. Your Evan Ingrams, your Hunter Henrys, um, your, um, I can't think of his name. Um, just drew a blank. Uh, the, hold on, I got my list right here. Uh, uh, Ingram, uh, Henry, Kittle, Howard. There we go. Howard was the last one. Um, so I actually have Kittle as my number three tight end. 120 targets is realistic. He may lead all tight ends in yards again with a better quarterback, um, potential, presumably better. Um, I really love Hunter Henry this year. Uh, I really love O.J. Howard this year. So I will happily ta- wait a couple rounds and mm-hmm. take someone that I'm potentially higher on. Uh, if you want a safe pick, Kittle has the potential. I just think you can get better value a little later and, and make your team a little more rounded. I'm not concerned about this calf injury at all. And, and, and until we hear more about it, I'm, 
I don't want to have to worry about it. Um, let's move on to one of uh, Celine and I's favorite guys to talk about because he's always injured, and that's Jordan Reed. He suffered his seventh concussion last night. At least that's what we know uh, how many he's had. He may have had more than that. Um, any interest in him at all this year? You know, it's funny because when he's on the field, he's great. And that's been the kind of mantra every year about him, that he's good when he's there, but we never know when he's there. Um, you know, I personally am someone that streams tight ends quite a bit. I wait and wait and wait. Every single year it hasn't been a problem. He's someone I would potentially grab late just to hold on to. And if he's not there, I'll grab someone else off the waiver wire if I need to. If you have that strategy in mind, he's a good pick. He's also a sneaky good pick for best ball leagues. Yeah. Because if he's on the field and he's doing great, that's fine. The issue I have is that the Redskins are awful. Casey yeah. Stevens a quarterback. Like, there's nothing really enduring about it. He doesn't have Kirk Cousins or anyone. You know, no one's throwing him the ball that's worthy. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's wrong drafting him late. He's never know he's going to be on the field. So, yeah, this is this is a full fade for me. Uh, the whole Redskins offense, I want nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson could be decent. He could, you know, finally show his age. I want nothing to do with the QB situation. Trey Quinn has a thumb injury. Um, their offense, uh, you know, Trent Williams, a stud, won't even play because of whatever. Um, you know, uh, Jordan Reed can't get out of his own way. If it's not one thing, it's another. He's like a walking injury. He's made out of glass. Stud when he's on the field, but how long is he going to be on the field? Um, concussions scare me. I've taken care of plenty of concussions to know that with each concussion, it may take longer to get back. And some of these guys just never feel a hundred percent again. Uh, and, and and the issue is that with each concussion, it takes sometimes it takes less uh, of an impact to get another concussion. So, and, and whenever you hear head injury concussion automatically done for the game, I don't care if it's the first play of the game or the last play they're done. There's about a 60 to 70% chance they will miss uh, seven to 10 days, um, uh, which is a, a decent rule of thumb for sports uh, concussions uh, that are adults. Um, but I'm I, maybe a little in best ball, but besides that, I have guys that would prefer your, your Herndons, who, who after suspension will be sneaky, your, your, your Wallers, your Swaim. Um, you know, uh, there's another plenty of guys that have a lot, lot less risk, more upside and a more potential stabler offense. So no interest in Reed at all. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Trey Burton? You know, Trey Burton's I got, he had sports hernia surgery in the springtime, which he expected to make a full recovery, but they're kind of easing him in very slowly right now. I hate Trey Burton. I had him last year. His numbers <laughs> great at the end of the year. I think he finished up his top 10, uh, tight end but he was beyond unusable you just couldn't predict yep. when he was going to be worthy yep At the end of the day maybe things add up but he's not someone you want to start week to week or have to rely on he is in a probably a much better offense this year even every year but i just yeah I just, he was frustrating last year he was really right. frustrating i think i had him in one or two leagues and i'm like i don't know when the heck to start this guy it's awful yeah so our last guy um, I expect him to, to, to start week one. I'm not concerned about his hernia surgery. These do really well after you get it done, uh, but it's annoying until you get it done. Um, Dallas Godert reportedly has a calf injury. I don't know how severe it is, but as we know, these calf injuries can linger. Soft tissue injuries, unfortunately, can linger and re-injure. 
Um, I really like him this year, actually. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of Wentz, uh, as many people have probably heard me and listen. We know that they love Ertz. Um, they have a ton of weapons between Sanders and Howard and uh, Jeffrey and Deshaun and Arcia and Algalore. I mean, they have so many guys. It's just like I don't even know what to do with this offense. But that part of that is the same. They're not going to pass 70 times. So is he realistically going to get five targets? You know, maybe maybe six or eight. Unless someone gets injured. I mean, it's like how much can you realistically rely on? Yeah. If Ertz is out, he has immediate value. But beyond that, I, just, I think he's a great talent. Probably someone could make him impact down the line, but not this year. Yeah, I wish he was on a different team. Mm-hmm. Put him on my Patriots. You know, put him on put him on a team that actually appreciates their tight end, and 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 he would be good. Like put him put him on Dallas. Mm-hmm. He'd be good on Dallas. But the problem is they have they already have Ertz, so it's like eh. But so that's it for the injuries. And that was a marathon. And just imagine if we actually discussed more than 24. Um, Two brief contract issues that are still occupying uh, our issues, uh, you know, our our, our mind and and impacting our drafts. One, obviously, Zeke and two, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Some updates for both. Uh, Zeke reportedly offered the second highest average annual contract, second to Todd Gurley's. He reportedly was not very happy with it and went back to Cabo. Um, do you think he gets signed over the next week? I fully expect him to get signed at the worst. I, I mean, hopefully. I had Le'Veon Bell last year, so I'll bite my tongue. But <laughs> I, I think at worst, he maybe misses a game, maybe two. But I fully expect him to play a full season. We know he's... Even missing two games, he missed four games a while ago, and he still was a monster. So yeah. I, prob- I keep him in the top tier. Probably take him. I mean, definitely top four, three, four is probably right. So, so here's my thoughts on on Zeke. If he's available this weekend in your draft, and he's available in the fifth at at the fifth pick, take him for sure. If he's available in the in one through eight or one through ten, take him. I wouldn't take him number one overall um, because of some of that risk and because you have any pick at that point. Um, but there's a very good chance that he gets this done. It's semantics. Um, it, the situation's a little different than Le'Veon's. Le'Veon's is more similar to Melvin Gordon's than it is to Zeke's. Um, they want to get this done. They just it's they're just being contractual. Zeke mm-hmm. doesn't really need the preseason. He's an athletic, gifted freak. Um, and he's going to be healthy. Um, he, he catches a ton. The offense is based around him. He's a top three running back when he's healthy, period. So he will be there. He's ready. Um, very good chance he starts in week one, but they need to hash this out. Over the next seven days, I think they get something done, and he's back and ready to rock and roll. Last Finally, time. we will talk about Melvin Gordon. What what do you think about Melvin Gordon about this year? I, I actually drafted him in a dynasty league before we heard about this and I'm stuck with him because I, I can't do anything with him right now. Would you, would you pick him anywhere? I mean, he's, you know, when he's there in the field, he's a consensus top five, six running back. He's right after those top four guys. But the issue is that he has very high potential to do what Le'Veon Bell did last year. And he saw what Le'Veon Bell got. He's someone I think that would go through with it. 
And there's already this kind of locker room talk that Le'Veon Bell had with the Steelers and they're having with the Chargers. Looks messy. I'm not drafting anywhere. Yeah. I like Gordon as a player. Mm-hmm. He can't really seem to get 16 games in. He played 12 last year. He has two respectable backups in Eckler and Jackson. Uh, the problem is if he comes back, are they just going to completely eliminate Eckler and Jackson? Probably not. Um, so that that's a, a weird committee. Um, I really like Gordon if he was by himself, but he doesn't have enough leverage to say, I'm coming back and I want it now. Mm. These guys want 10, 15 million a year, and that's unfortunately just not what's happening, smart happening in for NFL running backs, you know? So at the same time, uh, you know, I just don't see it happening. And as a result, I have him currently ranked 25th. And with each week, it will probably be later. Um, he is a top 15 back if he plays all 14 games. He also could be Le'Veon Bell 2.0, and you don't get any value for him whatsoever. So here's the last question. Do you take Austin Eckler where he's going, what, 7th, 8th round? Or do you wait and get Justin Jackson 2, 3 rounds later? Good question. Or neither. So, okay. Um, I did a best ball draft earlier today, and I wanted to stack the Chargers. I didn't end up getting to do it because I got sniped a couple times, but I drafted Eckler, and he went, I want to say, in the sixth. Eckler is really efficient and very good. I just don't know if he's a true wide receiver or running back one. I think Jackson is a better runner, but I think Eckler is a better all-around back. Um, for the value, I'd say Jackson. For the more points, I'd say Eckler. Altogether, I would probably fade it and say if Gordon comes back, it's a mess. and You don't know who to start. Um, in best ball, you kind of have the luxury of saying, I don't really care when I got to start him because it, it starts on their own. But uh, in, in, in uh, season longs, I, I probably won't draft any of the, uh, the the Chargers running backs because of this situation. I just can't trust it, and I don't want to have to think, oh, who's going to get the carries this week? So, you know, I, I, I'm good with that. So that will wrap up week, uh, you know, our first uh, episode of the 2019 NFL season. Um, we are very excited for, for you for joining us. Thank you very much. Tune in next week uh, for, for episode two. Uh, check out the fantasydoctors.com for all of our uh, injury analysis and tons of uh, data. We were, were probably the only site ha- that had three videos up within 30 minutes of all the injury, the major injuries last night. Um, we, we have a, a, a good sized team. Uh, everybody on our team is orthopedically trained that provides video content. So get it from uh, the source. Um, and, uh, Injuries matter. You see the injuries matter. Let us help you uh, win your league. Let us help you win DFS or whatever, whatever you're playing. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, check out our Patreon page if you uh, want higher level, uh, cost, uh, efficient, smart data. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. All right. Thanks. Awesome.